G'day, and welcome to Clayton Today. I'm Rod Earnshaw, and in this series, we're looking at how to do church. And today's topic is evangelism. Now, because this is such a big issue, we're going to tackle it over two episodes. And today, we're looking at the reasons why we should do evangelism and the reasons why we don't. And to give us some ideas and to share his experience is Jonathan Pryke, Executive Minister at Jesmond Parish Church in the UK. G'day, gentlemen. It's Hi, Rod. Good to, good to be with you, Anne. It's nice to have you. And uh, if we're talking about uh, reasons why people don't do evangelism, perhaps we should just jump straight in there and say a lot of people do find it difficult. Can you share with us why you think that might be? People have all kinds of different, uh, di- different worries about that. They, they fall into two main areas, I would say. One is to do with what people believe as to whether they really believe it's a necessary thing at all. Because uh, if they don't, given that it's a difficult thing, why bother with it? Uh, but then the other is, even if they do believe that it's necessary and they want to do it, there are all kinds of uh, anxieties that people have about it. Well, let's perhaps take those in, in order then. You know, what sort of ideas might we have about, about the message of the gospel that would mean that we, we don't really think we need to do evangelism? It's this notion that you can get to God somehow bypassing Jesus. That doesn't, doesn't uh, line up with the, what, what Jesus mm. taught, what the Bible teaches. Um, the, the, the fact of the matter is that, that the, these big issues, the realities uh, that the Bible describes of, of heaven and hell, death and judgment, these are really serious matters. The, the question is whether we really believe these things or whether we have the kind of uh, you know, liberal view that actually it doesn't really matter whether people know Jesus or not. And so I mean, there's really quite a lot of depth of theology you're talking about there, isn't there? There's sort of exclusive claims Jesus makes, the seriousness of the dilemma that we're all in if we don't trust in him. Jesus is the only one the Bible teaches and Jesus himself described himself as the the way, the truth and the life. He's the only one who can rescue us. The Apostle Paul talks about him as as Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. Only Jesus can can do that. And also, more positively in a sense, knowing Christ is the, the most wonderful thing and the greatest hope that anybody can have in life. Again, the Apostle Paul puts it so wonderfully when he talks about Christ uh, in us being the hope of glory. And he says, for me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. You can't get away from those, those big theological issues about what the, what the truth really is. That's, that's absolutely fundamental to the whole issue of, of evangelism. I guess there, there, is a, there are a number of ways that those truths raise problems for us in trying to share the gospel, though, aren't there? And for instance, you talk about the exclusivity of Jesus. A lot of people will will take issue with that and say, well, it's intolerant to say that it's, it's negative. Sometimes it might even be considered dangerous. Do you want to just tell us what we can... I mean, it's like, it's like you know, somebody's <laughs> heading towards the, 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 edge of a, the edge of a cliff and you say, well, I can't, I can't warn them that there's a danger up ahead. That's rather an intolerant thing, mm. in thing to do. If that's, if that's what they want to do, then I need to let them get on with it and I'll, I'll just sit here getting on with my picnic while they go over the edge of the cliff. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's it's a nonsense. It's selfishness at that point, isn't it? Uh, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Uh, the basic Christian claim, what the Bible teaches, is that Jesus is God. He is the Son of God. He is God made flesh. He is God become man. So in, in fact, it's, a, it's an absolute nonsense to think that we can have God, that we can know God, uh, without, without knowing Christ. Uh, and, and the Bible is absolutely clear that in fact, we can only even know God the Father through Jesus. He is the only way we can get to him. Our, our path to God, if you like, is blocked by our sin and it's only because Jesus died for our sins on the cross that that can be wiped away, that roadblock can be removed and we can have access 
to God. Again, it comes back to these fundamental issues of whether we really do believe what the Bible teaches us is when you, true or not. When you put it that way, it's almost saying intolerance isn't really the issue, is it? The, the issue is these things are so important. That might perhaps lead us into some of the, issue, the other sorts of issues that you talk about where people might perhaps be convinced of these truths but have difficulty anyway sharing. And what are the sort of issues that people have that stop us from sharing even though we might be convinced about it? I think people have all kinds of worries and a, and a lot of Christians, they don't have any of those problems that we've just been discussing. Uh, they, they're desperate for, for their friends and family and, and, and colleagues and, and neighbours to, to, to come to know Christ but they, they're worried that, uh, that, that they're the wrong kind of person to, to be involved in evangelism. They're not, they're not, they don't think of themselves as evangelists. They're worried that if they do get into conversation with somebody they won't, they won't know what to say. They're worried that uh, they might be thought of as rude if they, if they raise some of these things or that they'll get into a, a kind of conflict with people or they'll be rejected and so on. So there are all kinds of fears and anxieties and that people have. You'd have to say they're not necessarily unfounded fears, are they? I mean, there, a lot of those things are genuine possibilities. You, you might well end up in a discussion where you're out of your depth or finding someone offended by what you say. Or, or uh, any one of those things. What, I think, what would you say to encourage someone? Who's well, I think I would say that things? some some of those anxieties are well founded. Some of them some of them aren't. And I think it's quite helpful to kind of okay. for people to tease that out in their own minds. So, for instance, uh, you know, I think people worry that they're not they're not the, the right kind of person to be an evangelist. And you know, depending on what your generation is, you might think of Billy Graham, who I was reading the other day, has spoken directly to 200 million people. You know, he's the big evangelist, and it's people not, have that kind of image in their mind. Not hard minds. to look at that and say, "That's yeah. not me. I can't do that." Exactly. Yeah, but good. God made us. God does call us all to to bear witness to our faith. Mm. But He made us all totally different. And methods of evangelism, processes of evangelism, as well as uh, evangelists come in all kinds of different shapes and sizes, as, as many as there are different people. And God wants us to be ourselves. So I think if people realize that for a start, that's, that's, that's a really helpful thing. Great. So, so that's sort of dealing with some of the, the perhaps false anxieties. What about yeah. the anxieties that might have a bit more sort of reality behind them, those sort of worries about arguments or questions you can't answer, things like that? Well, I think, I think in relation to getting into conflict, for instance, people often worry about that too much because on, on the whole, people don't, don't react very strongly negatively. They might, they might do sometimes, but often not. Uh, I mean, there's also the question about people worrying whether they'll know what to say in, in the middle of a sure, conversation. Yeah. And um, I mean, it, it is certainly true that we need to think carefully about our faith. We need to, we need to think through our faith. And, and when people raise questions and as we become, a, 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 you know, we're aware of questions in our own minds, it's important that we work hard uh, so we are as ready as we can be so with answers to give to people. So that's really a fear us, that you can address by actually thinking about it, being learning prepared. the gospel yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and the answers and so on. But on the other hand, it's also worth bearing in mind that, I mean, we all get asked questions that we don't know the answer to. And in fact, when that happens, that, that is a great opportunity for us. Uh, because we can say to, to somebody, uh, well, that's, that's a question that I, I really don't know the answer to, but I'll go away and I'll, and I'll do some research and I'll, I'll get back to you. So it gives you the opportunity to come back and open up a, a conversation again and also show them that you, what, they're, what they're asking matters to you and you're taking care of what they're saying. It might also uh, open up a, a chance for you to say to them, well, look, you've, you've got all kinds of difficult questions. I'm, I'm no great expert myself, but there's a group at church that we run which is exactly designed for somebody like you with lots of questions. Why don't you come along to, 
to uh, that group. And that way you can lead them towards maybe an evangelistic Bible study or something like that. Great. Of course, that might well depend on having a group at church which is doing evangelistic Bible studies, but we might come back to that a little bit later. Yep. But uh, something that uh, you were saying in there that I just want to, to pick up on, uh, I mean, what you've been doing really is, is addressing a lot of sort of individual ideas. I wonder if perhaps we could maybe, is there a big picture way of thinking that might help to address some of these things a bit more positively to give us a new way of thinking about evangelism perhaps? Well, let, let me put it like this. I think that uh, it's, it's helpful for people to be clear what their aim is in terms of their personal evangelism. And although obviously, yes, we want to pers persuade people to become Christians, that very rarely happens very fast and very rarely will happen in the course of a conversation over a cup of coffee at work or something like sure, that. Yeah. So I think it's good for people to, to realize that their basic aim in terms of talking to people uh, in, in all, with all the opportunities that they have, is to get somebody into an evangelistic Bible study where a lot of the, r the real kind of long-term hard work is going to happen. So, so, so they aim to get to the start of the process get rather to the start than of the trying process. to finish yes. the process. All and also, go. the other side of that, I mean, you, you said about, you know, that depends upon a church having such a, having yeah. such a Bible study. Uh, one, one of the problems I think that people have with evangelism is they feel, they feel alone, they feel on their own, that they're sort of out we there. We call it personal evangelism, don't we? Exactly. It's, it's all on me to do all this. Exactly, yeah. and I, there's a great danger with that because evangelism is it's a, it's a, it's a task for the whole church to engage in together. So the church does have a responsibility to make sure that those resources are there for the individual. But also the individual needs to know that it's something to work on together with other people. And, and you know, we, we shouldn't feel isolated in it at all. And some people will bring different mm -hmm. gifts and skills. Some people are very good at getting alongside other people. Mm -hmm. Others will have a lot of the kind of theological answers mm -hmm. uh, and so on. So we bring different things. Mm -hmm. So um, and, uh, just to maybe to extend that a little bit, could you fairly briefly just sort of give us a, a few ideas for how to, to bring those things into your personal day-to-day -day life? Well, well, let me put it this way. There, 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 there are two words I like to use. Uh, in relation to this. One is, one is to say that we shouldn't ghettoize our, our lives. The other is that we shouldn't compartmentalize our lives. Uh, what do I mean by ghettoize? I mean basically just, just spending our lives amongst Christians, hiding, hiding yes. our light yeah. away. We need to be out, out in the world. But and even when we are, yeah. yeah, even when we are out in the world, and most people spend most of their time out in the, out in the world with, with mainly non-believers, it's very, very easy for us to kind of divide our lives up uh, so that part of our life is, is the kind of Christian bit, mm. the Sundays and yeah. when we're at church. But the other part, uh, we don't pretend not to be Christians, but we hide our faith mm. from those we're amongst. And that's, that's mm. no good at all, because they need to see that we are Christians. Great. Thanks, Jonathan. I think that's been very helpful. And I hope it's been helpful to you as well. And thank you for watching. We hope today's discussion encourages you and your church to get involved and to make evangelism happen. We're out of time, but do join us again for more discussion on Clayton Today. Goodbye.